Thank you for listening to the Radiant Church Podcast. For more information, visit us at weareradiant.com. What are Radiant? Come on, let's make some noise for Jesus. Come on, come on. So good. Hey, before you are seated, before you are seated, I just gotta let you know who you are and what you mean to me, this church. About three years ago, my wife and I, we moved from the great state of Florida uh, to Virginia to start our church, Motivation Church, and we had no idea what we were doing. And um, I remember calling Pastor Aaron, said, bro, I need you to help me. And I remember stealing everything that Radiant did, y'all. Come on. I stole your graphics. I stole the sermon series. I wish I could steal Pastor Aaron's biceps, but I couldn't steal that. But if I could have, I would have. Come on, somebody. And, um, you know, Pastor Aaron has been such an amazing uh, figure in my life, my wife and I's life. He's a close friend of mine. And, man, I'm so grateful to call him friend and uh, somewhat of a mentor in my life. And so I'm grateful uh, for this church. I'm grateful for your pastors. Are you grateful for your pastors here at Radiant? Come on. So good. Well, hey, before you're seated, could you just give somebody an Arrowhead 5 and say, it's so good to see you in the house today. Hey, real quick, I got a word before I pray. Ask the band Lee. I got a quick word I want to share with you. I want to read this scripture found in the book of Luke. Chapter 10, verse 38 through 42, it says this. Now, as they went on their way, Jesus, he entered a village. And a woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary, who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to his teachings. But Martha was distracted with so much serving. And she went up to him, said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Tell her then to help me. But the Lord answered her and said, Martha, Martha, you are anxious and troubled about many things, but there's just one thing that's necessary. Now, that's a word right there. Come on, somebody. It says this, you are anxious and troubled about many things. I don't know about you, but there's a lot of things going on in our world right now. There's a pandemic, corona. We got racial tensions, protests still happening around the country. We got this side and that side. And on top of all that, we got a political scene is heating up. And I just know that there, there are many things that we can be anxious and troubled about. But the Lord says this, there's just one thing that is necessary. And I just come and let you know today and declare that there's Lots of things in this world, lots of drama in this world, but there's just one thing that is necessary, and that is a relationship with Jesus Christ. That is having Jesus at the center of your life today. One thing necessary, Mary has chosen the good portion. And I like, I like how it ends. It says, the good portion that Mary has chosen, the text says, which will not be taken away from her. I know you all been in a series uh, of joy and, and learning about joy. 
and how to have joy in the world that we're in right now. And I think that sometimes our joy is dependent on the outside world, but I love that Mary's joy was dependent on the unseen world, and her joy was dependent on God. And as a result, her joy was not dependent on who was in office or what's the latest coronavirus update, the latest political update, the latest racial tension. Her joy was found in God, and as a result, it could not be taken away from her. And I don't know about you, but I want a joy that can remain steadfast, steadfast in the midst of chaos, in the midst of craziness. Come on, I'm preaching before I'm preaching Radiant Church. Anyways, let's pray. God, thank you for this time. Thank you for this church. Thank you that you're going to bypass my limited understanding, my limited wisdom. God, somebody needs a word from you. Somebody's about to give up. Someone wants to give up. Someone's falling apart. Someone's hopeless, purposeless. And today, God, I know that you then allow them to get up and get ready, no matter they're online or in the locations. Lord, I know you, you, didn't, you didn't have them to, to get to church just so that they can hear from me. But God, you want to speak to them. So God, I pray that you may bypass myself and speak right to your people. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. So good to be at Radiant. I've been watching the series and I've been loving uh, this idea of joy. And it's really ironic that there will be a series on joy in the middle of the world that we're in right now. You know, I thought it, it should be a time that we should do a series on, you know, on how to be mad at somebody. Come on. This is the perfect season, how to go off on somebody. Come on. <laughs> and um, I, I just wanted, I, I wanted to just, uh, just encourage you all today that uh, what I think that is the main idea for my talk today is this, is that your joy is connected to your pace. Your joy is connected to your pace. I, I remember like a few months ago uh, when life just shut down. And uh, we, uh, the, the, the COVID had just hit us. And, you know, me as a pastor, uh, our church had shut down. We were, we were predominantly all online for everything. Uh, we were doing Zoom calls for everything. I was Zoomed out within two weeks. Um, and we had so much going on. We had, uh, you know, just lots of stuff online. But you would think that when the world's shutting down, that my schedule would have gotten lighter. But as a result, my schedule got really busy and busy and busy to the point I felt myself just a lack of joy. I was short with my wife. I was short with my kids. I, I just didn't have the joy of the Lord in my life. And I remember very clearly as I was cutting my grass, I remember the Lord speaking to me and says, Travis, you need to slow down. You are moving so fast. In fact, in fact, he, he, he began to share with me this idea that literally there is a pace of the world and the pace of the kingdom. And I come and let you know that the pace of the world is different than the pace of the kingdom. And I began to realize that I was, I, was so, I was so intrigued with the latest updates and the latest this and the news and the news media and the, the social media updates. And was, there was so much going on that I, I had allowed to myself to walk at the world's pace instead of God's pace. And as a result, my joy was lacking. Your joy is connected to your pace and everything about the enemy of your soul, of our soul, is about hurrying you, you, you up. Our, our, our enemy, he loves when we're moving fast and when we're just fast-paced and when we're tired and we have nothing in us. In fact, that's been a tactic of the enemy from the beginning of time. 
He's always wanted you to move fast. He always wanted you to take the shortcut. In fact, we see in the first uh, book of the Bible when, when, when the enemy came to uh, Adam and Eve and they were, they were hanging out and they were kind of doing their thing. And the Lord says, hey, I don't want you to eat from this one tree uh, from the garden. And the enemy came to Eve and says, do you really want to wait to have all the knowledge of good and evil? Do you really want to wait? Because our enemy wants to speed you up. Or, or, or even in the New Testament, we see when Jesus, when he was being tempted by, when he was being tempted by Satan, and, and Satan knew that one day Jesus was going to run the world. Uh, Satan knew what was, 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 was about to happen. And as a result, Satan came to Jesus and says, hey, Jesus, I got a proposition for you. You're going to run the world one day anyways, so why don't you bypass three years of ministry, bypass the cross, bypass being uh, uh, killed and, and buried under the ground. How about you just bow down and worship me right now, and I'll give you the whole thing right now. Shortcut. Here's why. Because the enemy knows that when we are fast-paced and when we are taking the shortcuts of life, we're in the sweet spot for him to work in our lives. In fact, I believe that a lot of us, we are joyless because our pace is so fast. Because the enemy, he loves it. And so we, we know our American culture or just in culture in general. We want fast money. So as a result, we get into debt. We want fast possessions. And so we swipe and swipe and swipe. We want fast satisfactions. So we do relationships the wrong way, right? We want things right now because the enemy wants you moving so fast that you have no time for joy in your life. And I, I just come to let you know that, like, like the enemy, he, his tactic from the beginning of time is, is, is to speed you up. And I realize for me that every good thing that I have in my life is when I walk in the kingdom pace, that slow pace. And my personality is that I want things right now. Like who I am and how I'm wired, I want it right now. I, wanna, I want a church like Radiant Church right now. Come on, somebody. I want the LED wall like that right now. I go to my board and say, give me a wall like that. They look at me like I'm crazy, y'all. Come on, somebody. And I just know that I want it now. And for my, even my personalities, I go on a diet like once a month. Like I go on a different eating, eating diet once a month. One day I'm keto and then I get tired and, and this day, that. I came to Florida. I flew in here. I was keto and then I rode past Pollo Tropical and I had me some beans and rice. Come on, somebody. I mean, I just want it right now. And my personality is that I want it now. I'm a fast-paced guy. Let's grind. Let's hustle. But the kingdom is completely different. You walk at the, the kingdom pace. It's slow. It's faithful. And even in scriptures where you see like how, like, for example, when the walls of Jericho came down, they came down suddenly, but it was preceded by them walking around the wall seven times. And even before that, them wandering in the, the wilderness for many years. Right? So even the suddenlies in scripture is preceded by a slow pace. Or even in the New Testament, the book of Acts, chapter 2, when, when the Holy Spirit fell on the people of God suddenly, that was preceded by them waiting in the upper room for many days. So I come and let you know today that if you're going to have miracles in your life, it will be in the slow pace, the kingdom pace. I think about my relationship with my wife. I've been married to my wife for 11 years. She's a love of my life. She's 5'9", super fine, and all mine. Come on, somebody. 
And, uh, man, I love her. It's like, it's just, it's just, that's my wife. We got two, two beautiful girls. And, man, I'm loving life these days. But I remember when I first wanted her, like, we were both in high school. We're high school sweethearts. And I remember in the 10th grade, I remember going to youth group. Come on, shout out to all the youth group kids here. Come on, somebody. And I remember being in youth group, and I saw her worshiping God up front. So I said, well, I need to go worship my God up front. Come on, somebody. <laughs> Holy is the Lord. Seated on the throne, can I get your number tonight? I will call you right when we leave, because you will be my girl, and I will be your world. <laughs> come on, somebody. And that's that freestyle. Come on. Come on, Radiant. <laughs> Anyways. So I, I, remember, I remember just uh, leaving that night and said, Lord, I need to have Brittany Jackson. So I started praying, Lord, give me Brittany Jackson. One, one day went by, Lord, give me Brittany Jackson. I mean, I started praying and fasting for that demon. Come on, me, Lord, give me Brittany Jackson. And I remember it was a week later, Lord, give me Brittany Jackson. No Brittany Jackson. A month later, Lord, give me Brittany Jackson. No Brittany Jackson. A few months later, Lord, give me Brittany Jackson. No Brittany Jackson. Months and months and months later, one day, y'all remember we had like landlines and call ID? And I saw that last name, Jackson. I said, Lord, good things happen when you wait on the Lord. Come on, somebody. Every good thing I have in my life, it comes in the slow. And I want it now, though. Like, I want fast stuff and quick and quick. And this world that we're living in wants us to move so fast. So my first point today is this, is that the pace of the kingdom is different than the pace of the world. Wow. It's a different pace. So as a result, many of us, we don't have joy because we're walking at the world's pace. We're tired. We're, we're empty. We, we are hustling towards nothing. And I really believe this, that we need to walk in the kingdom pace. So uh, the other day I was in the airport to, to travel here. Y'all remember airports? Y'all remember those things? Uh, and um, so I was in the airport uh, traveling, and I was in a layover in Atlanta. And so I was, you know, kind of, you know, I had my ear pods on and I had about an hour and a half to my next flight. So I had plenty of time to, you know, take my time. And so the lady behind me, as we were deplaning, uh, you could tell she was in a rush. She was kind of late to her connecting flight. Her jacket was half off. Her, her carry-on was knocking people out. She was trying to get to uh, her, her, her next flight. And I, I remember, um, so the airport was somewhat clear. It was somewhat empty these days. And as we get off the plane and... Uh, she missed the greatest asset that the airport offers to you. And so we're walking on this, uh, uh, we're walking towards the, you know, the next spot, and she passed me running, and she missed out on a clear uh, moonwalk, or you know those flat escalators, you know what I'm talking about? Like, so one step on those is like four steps on walking on regular ground. You know what I'm talking about? And so in my head, I'm like, she just missed. She could have ran on there and one step in there. It was like four steps on regular ground. And therefore, she missed out on it. She was tired, out of breath, and empty and all that stuff. I feel like that's a lot of us. A lot of us, we are walking in the world's pace instead of in the kingdom pace. But can I tell you the kingdom pace? You get more done in the kingdom pace than you do in the world's pace. I think that one step in the kingdom is like four steps in the world. And many of us, we're running, working really, really hard to try to get, accomplish things and accomplish our goals. And God says, I just need you to walk at my pace. And our world around us wants us to just get so busy. 
And I think about this kind of what we're dealing with as a culture and as a world and as a nation and just all the stuff that we're dealing with as politics ramp up and COVID-19 and racial tensions and justice or injustice and this person right and that person right. I just realized that, man, we can, we can walk at their pace or we can tap into the kingdom and walk at his pace. Right. And a lot of us, our joy is connected to our pace. And as a result, we are not walking at the world's pace. And that's why we have no joy. Right. And so I, so not only that, my second point is this, is that we need to realize that the urgency of the kingdom is different than the urgency of the world. The urgency of the kingdom is completely different than the urgency of the world. Like, you guys remember that one narrative in the Gospels where, you know, Jesus was doing ministry and out of nowhere someone tapped on his shoulders like, Jesus, Lazarus is about to die. Lazarus is about to breathe his last breath. You, you got to come right now, Jesus. He's about to die. Lazarus, Jesus says, I'll get there. Kingdom pace. Right. And so literally what, what happened in that moment, we learned the principle is that their urgency was in God's urgency. He had a different urgency, a different. It's almost like he had a different tempo that he walked in and maybe to the voice of his father than the voice of the world. And so he, I'll get there. And he kept doing ministry, kept doing ministry. And as a result, because of the kingdom pace, the urgency of the world wasn't the urgency of the kingdom. But as a result, his kingdom pace caused an inconvenience in the worldly pace. And so Jesus, he, he walks to the town of Lazarus and finds out that he's died at this time. And Lazarus is dead, and, and, and the people probably looking at Jesus all upset, all mad, like, I cannot believe you, Jesus. You should have came right now. We needed you right now. I'm sure, like, you all have been asked to do things right now all the time. What's your response to racial injustice? What's your response to a mask? Should we wear a mask, and should we wear a mask? Should we smell our sink breath all day, or should we not do that? Like, you know, what's your response to this? Are you, who are you going to vote for? Are you going to vote for this side? Well, I can't believe you vote for that side. And there's so much stuff that's pulling at your heart, but we got to realize that the world urgency is not your urgency. And so here's why I realized, though, here's a crazy, crazy part about this whole narrative of Lazarus, is that Lazarus would have never experienced resurrection if not Jesus walking at the kingdom pace. He may have experienced healing, but can I tell you that I'd much rather have resurrection than healing because resurrection has to do with every part of your life. And God says this, if we want to make a difference in the world around us, we got to make sure we walk at the kingdom's pace and not the worldly's pace. And I'm telling you what, we can provide the world the resurrection power of Jesus Christ in the world around us if we walk at the kingdom pace. What I'm realizing is that what is important is seldomly urgent, and what is urgent is seldomly important. That's so true. And in our world that we're living in right now, everything is urgent. Everything is important right now. I want it now. You should respond right now. You should say this right now. And here in the text today that we find ourselves in, Martha and Mary, they have chosen two different paces. Martha wants to get stuff done, and things need to get done. Jobs need to get accomplished. We need to go to work. We need to take care of our kids. We need to love on our spouses. We need to take care of our homes. We, we, we got things to do, but Mary, God says that Mary had chose the good portion. Here's why. I think what, what God was really talking about in that moment was, is, is that Mary had chose the good pace. 
And, and, and Mary chose a pace that would, was going to allow her to be healthy. And now Martha, she's complaining and she's empty and she has no joy in her life at all as a result her, of her walking in the world's pace. So fast paced and so tired. And that's where I found myself a few months ago. Just tired. No joy. I couldn't, I was moving so fast, I had no time to think about what God is doing and what he's done. I was moving so fast, I had no time to think about what God is going to do. I was moving so fast that I had no joy. I was being short with my kids and my wife. I, was, I wasn't the leader that God called me to be because I was trying to get to something that I don't know what I was trying to get to. And I just, I think just a lot of us, what happens is that we can come to environments like this and feel so inspired, but leave this place having the world's pace. And as a result, we find ourselves tired, empty, frustrated, and we're just, we're just, we just so, feel like we're so behind. And I just come to let you know today that literally you're, you're not behind. You're right where God wants you. This kingdom pace may feel slow, and it may feel like the world around you is moving past you, but you are right in the sweet spot where God has for your life. Some of you feel like you should be married by now. You, you should have kids by now. You should have that dream job by now. You should have that thing right now. Can I tell you, the kingdom pace may be a little bit slower pace, but when you get that blessing and that miracle from God, it will be amazing, and good things happen to those who wait on the Lord. Kingdom pace, kingdom pace. And so many of us, we find ourselves in joyless situations as a result of our urgency and our pace. I just want to encourage somebody here today that maybe you're here and maybe you feel so tired today. And God would tell us just to slow down. Walk at the pace of your father today. I'm telling you what, like the more you slow down and, and the more you kind of shut off the world and what the world is doing, and you put on what God is doing in your heart, the more you can walk in the joy of the Lord. So not only is the pace of the kingdom different than the pace of the world, and not only is the urgency of the kingdom different than the urgency of the world, but my last point here today is this, is that whoever sets your pace sets your joy. Whoever sets your pace sets the joy. Whoever is the leader of it, whoever sets the pace, they, they're the ones who's setting the joy for your life. And I just, I just going to let you know that you, you have, we have a choice to make. Are we going to allow the world to set our pace? And the world's pace is real simple. The world's pace comes really, really slick. It's like, oh, do you want to accomplish your dreams? Do you want to be all that God wants you to be? Well, you need to go out and work as hard as you can. And I'm not trying to go against hard work because I love God's hard work. I know God uses our hard work. But can I tell you that the whole idea of hustle and grind and get it to you, get it done till it's done and all this stuff, I think somewhat it has been the very thing that's been stealing our joy because as a result, we're tired. As a result we feel behind as a result we compare ourselves and can I tell you that my pace is way different than your pace and your pace is different than my pace and if I try to keep up with Pastor Aaron Burke I would be dead and gone come on somebody <laughs> do you see what he does in CrossFit come on 
like all the workouts he eats. And sometimes his diets, I'm like, bro, I don't want that. I just want me some Popeye's fried chicken, bro. I mean, it is what it is, bro. Come on, you can enjoy your nuts and fruits, and I'll enjoy my fried chicken sandwich. Come on, somebody. I'm just realizing that oftentimes in our culture that we live in, we compare our pace to other people's pace, and as a result, we outpace ourselves, and we leave ourselves tired, empty, and without joy. Am I preaching? Are y'all getting this today? That, that, like, 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 honestly, I, I, just, I just want you to know that your pace is so different, and the more you connect with God, and the more he sets the pace for your life, the greater your joy will be, the greater the joy of the Lord in your life. Whenever all chaos is happening, it doesn't really matter because you're walking at the pace of your God today. And um, I just think it's important that you realize that whoever sets your pace, they they set your joy. In fact, I, I want to invite the team to come on up. I'm, I'm, I'm done. I got nine minutes and 26 seconds left. I'm about to land this plane. But I, 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 wanna, I wanted to, to share with you. In fact, ladies, could you, you all come up to the stage? Uh, I, one of my favorite things I love to uh, watch um, is the Summer Olympics. I love the Summer Olympics. One of my favorite things to watch. I love watching the swimming. That's really awesome. I love watching, uh, you know, even not outside of the Summer Olympics. I love watching the curling. You might like watching curling. That's so... <laughs> So fun to watch and love the high dives. Uh, I mean, I just love it all. Like, I just love watching the Summer Olympics. What, but one of my favorite things I love to watch is the, uh, the, the track and field. I just love it, man. I just love the lights are, are bright, it's dark out, and, you know, these guys, are, are, guys and girls are running in this track, and it's just going so fast, and, and it's so awesome. But one of my favorite events within track and field is the two-mile race. I love watching two-mile race. I just love that race because, like, the one mile is, like, really quick, you know, sometimes five, four minutes. And, but the two-mile my, my race is so much endurance. So one particular time, a couple of years ago, I was watching the uh, Summer Olympics, and the commentator says something that stuck with me. The commentator says this, that uh, uh, the, the renter of the race, 98% of the time, is the person who sets the pace of the race. What, what, what he says is that, he says is that, like, the, 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 these racers, they've been training for years, somewhat all their lives, at a certain pace. So literally, their heart is conditioned for a certain pace. Their mind was conditioned for a certain pace. Their, their conditioning was conditioned for a certain pace. And literally, their bodies were made for a certain pace, because that's what they've been training at. And so when they get on this track, and they allow somebody else to set the pace, what, what happens in that moment is that they get tired. Their heart begins to operate at a pace that the heart wasn't training for. The mind begins to operate where the mind wasn't training for. And as a result, they leave themselves tired and behind in the race. I feel like that the world around us has wanted us to, to have a pace in our own lives. I feel, like, I feel like the world wants it to set the pace for our own lives. I, I feel like the world wants us to, to allow the coronavirus to set the pace and allow the political season to set our pace and allow the, the racial injustice or lack thereof or the, it being there or not, whatever you believe, you know, like to set our pace. And I think that there's so many things that, that, that wants to set your pace today. In fact, I, I got these, these three ladies up here. In fact, what you're going to do, you're going to represent social media, okay? Your Instagram, Snapchat, come on, somebody, TikTok, crazy TikTok, crazy, right? And you're going to represent 
uh, the news media, right? You're going to be a CNN and Fox News and everything else in between. We know there's a lot of in between, okay? And then what you're going to represent is that you're going to represent the pandemic, right? You are coronavirus epiphy. You look great, though, sister. Come on, somebody. I feel like there's so much that was for me a few, a few months ago. I was checking social media. Oh, I wonder if people are ever going to come back to my church. <laughs> That's how I felt. It felt like, are they ever going to come back? And then I was checking the news, like, oh, what's the latest? Who's the, what's the latest polls? Oh, what's the latest update? Checking the virus. Like, is it, is it going to come to my home? Is it ever going to end? Are we ever going to stop wearing masks? Can we ever watch? Can, can college football ever come back? You know, just that was me. That was me. And it's almost like a race. In fact, can you all turn that way? It's almost like, can y'all run in place, please? Just run in place. This is what's me. I, it, it was, I was so tired and I had no joy. Here's why. Because I was keeping up with social media, trying to keep up with the news, trying to keep up with the virus. And I realized that my mind and my heart was not conditioned to keep up with their pace. In fact, there is another pace that I'm supposed to walk in. In fact, I'm supposed to be leading them. And here's what I realized. You can't lead what sets your pace. I didn't say that first service, but you can't leave what, what sets your pace. And what I mean by that is this. We're the church of God. We were called to lead the pandemic. We were called to lead the racial issues. We were called to lead the social media. We are the church. We are the head and not the tail. We are more than enough because of God on the inside of us. So today I had this mental image. Here's what's going to happen today that's happening in the spiritual realm. What I'm saying is that the things that have set our pace would no longer set our pace. So come on, turn around. Come on, just run in place. Now I want you, I want you to do turn around towards me. I want y'all to turn it around, and I want you to set the pace. Come on. I want you to say you're in front. Come on. Because God sets my pace. Not the issues of this world, not the problems of this world, not your chaotic marriage, not your finances. God sets your pace. Come on, somebody. And the more you set the pace, and the more you allow God to set your pace, come on, you begin to lead all the issues. I, I don't know about you, Pastor, but I felt like I, had, I didn't have the right answer. If I said one thing during the political season or during the racial tensions, I made one group mad. I said one thing, I made the other group mad. It was like I couldn't win. I was so tired. Like, what should I say? What sermon should I preach? Or who should I call? And I realized that I need to turn around and call on my father and call on God and call on the one, that one thing that is necessary that Mary chose. Come on, somebody. So today we're going to turn it around. I know there's been things that have been setting the pace for your life tired. You're joyless. Today, the Lord says, we're going to turn it around. Ladies, thank you so much. Thank you so much, ladies. I, um, I want to pray for somebody today that maybe you feel like you're behind with this kingdom pace. Can I tell you that maybe somebody's here today and you came in here, you felt behind you compared your pace to somebody else and you compared your race to somebody else and God says, not today. Today we turn it around. Today you said, you know what? God was at the pace. So I wake up every day. I have a choice to make. Who will set my pace? I don't know about you, but I wake up sometimes, just wake up and just kind of wake up the phone next to me and check the news, check the weather, check the social media apps. And, and I realized that as a result, 
they were setting my pace and I couldn't lead it. And so now I have a time in the morning, I call it pace setting time. It's a time in the morning where I just kind of go before my father and say, God, I will walk at your pace today. God, I will listen to your voice today. God, I will go after your word today. God, I will live in your purpose today. And the more I'll allow him to set my pace before the world sets my pace, the more I can have joy, the more I can have the energy to live the life that God has called me to live. Come on, I'm preaching to somebody today. Come on, can you stand to your feet? Come on, can we allow God to set the pace right now? And I believe this is the greatest way that you can set the pace in your life is allow God to uh, use you in worship. Come on, can we just lift our hands and praise God right now, no matter where you're watching, online or in person, in the locations. Come on, let's sing this song to God. Come on, let's sing this song to God. Come on, let's worship together. Come on, let's worship. Come on, let's worship our God today. Today you feel tired, empty, no joy. Today I feel like the Lord says, today is a day where you stop trying to work so hard. Today is a day where you slow down and allow the Lord to work in your life today. Today is a day that you walk at a different pace, slower, consistent, faithful pace. Maybe you're here today, in fact, maybe you're watching online or some of the locations. Maybe you feel right now that you need to say yes to God, or, or maybe you need to say yes to God for the first time, or maybe some of you need to say yes to God for the first time in a real long time. I believe this, the Lord wants to do something special in your life and, and touch your life today. And uh, in fact, I want to pray this prayer today. I want you all to pray with me whether you're saying yes to Jesus or you're saying yes to a new pace in your life, yes to Jesus being the, the pace setter for your life. In fact, I, wanna, I want us to uh, all commit today to God, you will be the one who sets the pace of my life today. In fact, would you all close your eyes and, and bow your heads in this moment? Come on, would you repeat after me? Say, dear Jesus, I give you my life. You can set the pace of my life. I listen to your voice before the world's voice. You're in control. You are the Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, let's give God a hand clap of praise today. Come on. 
Come on, you do better than that. Come on, church. Let's give God a hand clap of praise. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Radiant Church Podcast. For service times or giving options, visit us at weareradiant.com. 